Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 134 of the No Podcast. Uh, there's two of us tonight, but uh, we are your Southeast premier video game podcast and Gulf Coast. You're, uh, we just had a recent update from the Gulf Coast time zone. They are an hour behind, I think, or maybe like 30 minutes time zone wise, but they are still, we're still the number one there. The rankings are in, the polls are in, the no ballots are being counted there. Uh, tonight, your news are Sega selling its arcade business, but wants more Atlas games on PC. Thousand edition. <laughs> You're going to have to pull up that bit. Uh, M.2 SSD support on PS5 has been delayed. Mass Effect Legendary Edition announced. What is that? How to get Google Stadia kit for free. I may have done this. Uh, Game Pass adds another perk. Xbox Series X has some hiccups, as all launch consoles do. And Take-Two Interactive is set to buy noted racing Industry veterans, codemasters. I'm Richard Berman, joined tonight by Brent McKee. Hello, sir. Cesar Concepcion is not with us tonight. He could not make it. Uh, illness befell him. He looked at his PS5 uh, tracking and was not sure if he was going to be able to get one tomorrow or even the next day or even the next day, and he's very unsure of this, and it is making him queasy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. Uh, I, I'm in the same boat. Uh, there's a lot of people on Twitter and Reddit and everywhere else saying um, those that have ordered from Walmart, like I have, uh, they have no shipping confirmation. It's like Walmart it just says, uh, preparing your order, expected date Thursday, uh, November 12th. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> you haven't even shipped that or given me a packet number. I don't think it's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, people are still getting those emails about shipping delays. Yep. So who knows, by tomorrow you may get a shipping delay email. It's to be expected, or I might get a delivery confirmation. I'm just like, okay, fine. I guess it's uh, in front of my garage somewhere. There's no telling. Uh, there's other more important things going on right now. Uh, console delay, shipping-wise, is not the end of the world for sure. Yeah. Uh, did you have any second thoughts about your next-gen plans? Did you, um, are you having any FOMO or anything kicking in? No. I mean, I keep asking you about your consoles, because I know you're getting two. I don't know if the second one is spoken for. Uh, it's not, not really, <laughs> oh. but you, but it may not even be existent at this point. So it's a backup. So it's like, yeah, I can't promise you my backup. I don't even, I don't even know yeah. if my primary is coming in. <laughs> so I don't know I, the off chance you get to, I'm, I'm still considering it, right. but I'm, I'm not like, I'm not one of these diehard people that, um, are going to try to, to get them online Black Friday because they right. have that most most retailers will only be um, online only pre-orders, which <sighs> genius guys. Uh, I'm sure people aren't going to have their bots ready to go buying them up right. to set them up on eBay Thanks again. Thanks for announcing that so they can uh, program them three weeks ahead of time. Yeah, and I think the only thing I've seen so far is... Uh, GameStops plan to have two of each console in stock for Black uh, Black Friday. Two. So that might be fun to wait for, but only you know this year is different from every other year. You have to keep people away from you. Like yeah, normally this would have been fun. Like I, I met a friend of the show and co-launcher Michael McLeod. I, I met him in line to pre-order the Switch. I'd never met this guy before. He ends up being you know close friend of mine. Uh, he helped us launch the show, all that kind of stuff, and it. I just can't even imagine that now. Like he and I were just face to face talking to each other about our excitement for this new Nintendo console. So I can't even imagine how that would go now. You know, yeah. you know if you're going to be set up, you know, there's two. Like, get away from me. Go, go over there. Go two steps to the left. Stand in front of that Moe's or <laughs> that Hallmark store or whatever, <laughs> whatever that GameStop store is next to. 
Dollar if, Tree. If Black Fridays of the past are any indication, I'm sure once the uh, once it happens, because I I think it looks like most places are going to be closed Thanksgiving and they yeah. open Friday, uh, which is which is nice. That's a novel idea. Whoever thought it'd be closed on Thanksgiving? Uh, that hasn't happened. A worldwide pandemic to make the major retailers come to their senses. Uh-huh. But, I, I uh huh. I will admit, when I was in my retail days, it was not the it was not the chaos that it is now. Like we opened early, but it was like a two hour open, and you know I had to work late the night before and I had to be there early the next day. But it wasn't the overnight open at midnight crazy madness that it is now. Yeah. So that has would- definitely taken off. Within the past few years, yeah, it's it's gotten worse and worse. And I mean, you see people getting in fights over things like towels and and things. I mean, not to, not to mention electronics. Wait, I mean, where are the towels on sale at? Brent, <laughs> you know where some towels are at? Brent, Brent, where's those towels? I'm I'm gonna stay in it. I'll I'll throw some bows for some towels now. Oh, uh, so I'm sure once people see these uh these doorbuster sales, it's it's gonna be no hold no holds bar, and not even yeah. Corona's gonna hold them back. Which sucks, man. We're in a surge of cases right now. Like not to not to dive into this is kind of my escape from from reality, even though we're not face to face. Like, look, I have a podcast table behind me. We should all be sitting around this discussing stuff together. So uh, it, it, even at that, this is my break from from the madness. And we have this surge in cases at the at the moment. I just can't even imagine getting out there like we always do. We always load up a car and go. We go find random stuff. Like last year was the price glitch on uh, Diablo on Switch. We all got it for like $15, but we had to go to three different Walmarts to find it. And it just, <laughs> that's what it turns into for us, you know? Yeah. And uh, the missus always wants to set a pot and pans. Like we go through, we end up going through those like annually, but we already got that this year. So, and we're never going to have to get a pair set of pans again. So, um, is there anything that you think you're after? Have you looked at any of the sales or anything? And is there anything? It's mostly going to be online anyway. So, <laughs> Yeah, I looked at um, I, I've looked uh, some of the sales are, are starting to come through. I figure maybe next week will be the week uh, to put some of those flyers in our news and we'll just kind of go through and hit some highlights that we're interested yeah. in. And it's a good thing I didn't put it in since um, Cesar wasn't feeling well. It's a good idea. Um, be a good rundown. Kind of map out what people might be after. Yeah. But I mean, there's uh, I think it was Target is having. Like buy two get one, and they're even including at least the the flyer I saw included Godfall for PS5. So yeah, it was non first Spider Man, no, no Sackboy, and the Sackboy reviews are looking pretty good. I'm like, oh yeah, I might give me some Sackboy now. <laughs> but still, yeah, I mean, you could mix and match. I mean, you could get you, uh, you know, Sackboy and a couple other things, and then you still get you a game for free. So that's true. It, and there's there's other there's other places. I mean, GameStop's got some some decent deals, but uh, we can we can save that for later. Yeah, that'll be a good bit of the show because I don't think it'll. Next week will probably be impressions of next gen and and those sales. I think news is we're gonna hit that part of the year that just news is dropping off. But yeah, I mean, you've been listening since the beginning. Our games played is gonna go up too as we as we as we seep into the holidays here because. I know I start doing more couch co-op. Uh, Russell's going to be over here this next weekend, so I know we're going to get into something. So mm-hmm. that'll definitely start offsetting. Spider-Man's coming tomorrow, so I'll be talking about that next week. You're getting uh, Miles Morales. Oh yeah, he's excited. <laughs> oh yeah, reviews are good, man. They say reviews it's great. are very good. Yeah. All right, I have to before we go on anymore. I wore this. Uh, I wore this for a reason. You know the date eleven, 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 right? Is it? Uh, yes. 
Is it an important date for you as well? <laughs> Probably not as important, but it is a very, uh, very important date. <laughs> I just hooked up, and I'm going to talk about it later on, but I just hooked up my PlayStation VR again uh, since we moved and all that. And I've got Skyrim VR, and I'm glancing over like, mm. <laughs> and then just today I saw a video comparing loading times on PS5 versus the PS4, and it was like 15 seconds. And I'm like, okay, oh my god! All right, all right, they're talking me, they're talking me into it. I'll, I'll boot it up on that. Oh man, I meant to, I meant to bring it down here. I got my camera adapter today. Uh, if you file your, do you do you guys have PlayStation VR? Yeah. Okay. If you go on, uh, there's a. I'll send you this link or. If we had show notes, we'd put it in the show notes again. Mm-hmm. But you uh, register your old PSVR, and they will send you an adapter that turns that little proprietary plug into just a USB port for your PS5. So your your headset will be backwards compatible. Awesome. Forwards compatible? Backwards compatible. So uh, very important for your uh, PSVR listeners out there. I know a friend of the show, Derek, is one. I know Michael. Michael had one at one point. And I know uh, Russell has one as well. And it's free. They'll just ship it to you. And I got mine yeah. today. So, what do you guys play in VR? I gotta know now before we get into news. What, what did y'all really dive into? I honestly, I didn't get a whole lot in VR. Yeah. Um, when it first came out, I got it launch. Uh, I got okay. Arkham. You were an early adopter. Oh yeah, I was early adopter. Arkham VR. It. Well, I got the. Uh, of course, the demo disc. Um. Oh gosh, what was it? The um, I can't even remember what the what the uh, Rush of Blood. Yeah. Um, oh, that one's that's probably the best VR game that I've played. Oh so my far. gosh, that yeah. one's great. It's a good that showcase, and you just hand people. Because when I first started, like when I would have people over to experience it and things like that, because that was a social thing for me. That was one of the ones to introduce them to, because it's you, you know you sit somebody down and then you put the headset on them and then they're they're blinded from from the world, so. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to proctor the the experience and give them the move controllers. But once you've set them up and given them those move controllers, it's just self-explanatory from there yeah. for, from until dawn. So I'm with you on that one. That's a hell of an experience. And other than that, I mean, it's a handful of things here and there. The Spider-Man VR, I think, was was free. It was free. Um, I'll play through that, too. That one's, that one's uh, for a free VR, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it was just and, free. Yeah. It's very, very brief. Um, I wanted to get Iron Man, and I know Astro's uh, Astrobot's adventure is is up there. I need to. That's next. It's probably. So if you want to play, if you want to play through it the next week or so, I'm going to be. I'm going to be launching that. Uh, Spider Man's going to be on the list, oh, but get you. but I have heard that the uh, the story isn't super super long. Yeah. So I might be able to to get through it relatively quickly, just depending on how busy the week is. Do you have Astrobot yet? Uh-uh. It's ten dollars right now digital. And I think it's oh. gonna be I think it's gonna be fifteen ish Black Friday physical. But I I know you're like me, so you prefer the physical, but I have the physical that I've never opened, so I may just go ahead and get the ten dollar digital. Gotcha. But that's uh it's on sale right now. I'm thinking about jumping into it, especially with it seems like as things are lining up, uh Astrobot or Astro's Playroom. I think that's going to be my sole PS5 launch game that I'm going to be playing. <laughs> that or uh, like God of War or something. I might pop in something, um, you know, just to see how it how it plays on the new console. Or mm-hmm. finally watch Kingsglaive and then fire up Final Fantasy 15 and see what that's like. Did you play 15 at all? Uh-uh. Heard good things, though. 
Yeah. Mixed bag, but it seems like a lot of the people that were negative on it, it was early on, and they fixed everything after that. And yeah, uh, Michael made sure to point out, you know, watch the movie first, then you get some of the backstory and things like that. So listen, we got to dip back into Skyrim before we go to news. You you don't have the Skyrim like you have it started eighteen profiles and oh no no different I've, systems and all that stuff. I've got. Gosh, I've had Skyrim several different on several different platforms. Um, I've played it several different times. Yeah, it's one I of those where you. I'm not. Me, I'm not saying it, I've beat it. It's no. just I've lost so many hours into it. Yeah, that's one of those games where you start playing it, you get lost, and then something else comes out, and you. It's so much fun to get. Oh, uh, game though, it's so easy to it's just very to find easy. a random dungeon, and you're just in this dungeon. You start, gosh, you pop it in, you start playing it, and it's it's easy for the hours to just melt away. It's so easy. It is. Then it came out on Switch, and I was like, oh my god, this is just the best thing ever. Yes. When they they showed it, that launch of the Switch, it was just mind-blowing. And remember, they denied it forever. They were like, that's just a concept, yeah. Yeah. That's just, uh, we have nothing to announce at this time. It's like, you fucking showed us Skyrim <laughs> Portable. <laughs> you got to give us some details on this. But the, I'm sure they were ironing out like the uh, the Link costume from Breath of the Wild. And yeah. was it like Ganondorf's shield and the cuckoo could follow you around or something like that? And now you can go in your backyard and play Skyrim on a rock or something. I mean, it's on everything. The way God intended. Yeah, it's built into the rock. It runs natively on uh, on the rock. <laughs> And on the actual rock, Dwayne Johnson, he he comes yep. with Skyrim uh, pre-installed. Yep, uh, eleven, eleven, eleven. I can't believe that game is nine years old. One more thing on Skyrim, I could I could make a whole episode on Skyrim. I love that Skyrim game. podcast. It could be the Skyrim podcast. Uh, this was so it's nine years ago, right? And and I love games the way we can look back on them and like remember where we were, what we were doing, things like that. And I had asked for this game. This was, uh, I had a new, she wasn't even my mother-in-law yet. This was my girlfriend's mom. And for myself and my other uh, future brother-in-law, she would get us a game every Christmas. And I was not as heavy into games as I am now, but I still, like, I think I was burning through Uncharted 3 at the time. But um, she was like, what, you know, what game do you want coming out? And uh, it's like, it's got to be Skyrim. That's like the biggest game ever. And as this launch hype build this is for christmas by the way as this launch hype builds up it comes out 11 11 i know i have to wait a month and a half almost <laughs> for the game and it was excruciating i'm like why would i do this you know it was like i'm a year into the relationship with with the girl do i want to tell the maybe future mother-in-law like i bought the game i had to get the game you got to take the one you maybe got me back i'm pretty sure you got it <laughs> i couldn't oh my i couldn't gosh. do it so i waited man and i got that game on christmas and popped it in ps3 and uh, I eventually did get like the save file corruption and the slow loading and all that stuff that plagued that PS3 version. But uh, so I think that was one of my playthroughs all by itself. Was then I got the legend legendary edition on PS3 and I popped that one in and started all that fresh. So then I did 360, then I did PS4, then I did Switch, and I think I've even fired it up on PC just to see what it looks like. Skyrim's awesome. We should be playing oh, Skyrim. Yeah. Why are we <laughs> talking about games? Why do we even want next generation? We can just be playing Skyrim. We did try. My brother and I tried um, Elder Scrolls Online. I know that's their that's their big hot money maker at the time, mm-hmm. or for now. You know that is yeah. their current Elder Scrolls because we didn't get we didn't get a native Elder Scrolls this generation, did we? 
last gen yeah. we got Oblivion and Skyrim. All we got in this generation was Skyrim ports and and Elder Scrolls Online. But Please. it just didn't. Oh God! <laughs> Forget about this. Perish That's the thought, too, isn't it? Yeah. Very mobile esque in its uh, mm-hmm. in its tactics. All right, is that all? Am I done waxing poetically on on Skyrim? Am I Skyrim sure? Yeah. I purge. Uh, we might need to compare it later on uh, shirt sizes because I'm getting ready to purge some more game shirts. But this one survives every one that I try to go through. I'm like, I can't get rid of my Skyrim shirt. I listened to the soundtrack today. I was like, I was really feeling it. All right, we got to move on from Skyrim. <laughs> uh, Sega is selling its arcade business, but wants more Atlas games on PC. Uh, there's a little bit of intricacy to this. I haven't read this exact news story. This comes from GameIndustry.biz and Rebecca Valentine. Uh, Sega Sammy sells arcade business Sega Entertainment to Ginda Inc. company says arcades suffered due to COVID-19 expects extraordinary losses for fiscal year related to the sale. Which makes sense. And uh, translate to the tune of $191 million. So I guess the, the big overall summary of this is you will not see the big Sega name plastered out on the actual arcades. This almost has nothing to do with us, correct? This is mostly a Japanese. It's, yeah, it's mostly yeah. Uh, Japan. We didn't have these to start with. Uh, this isn't going to affect the Sega games in Yakuza or uh, Shinmu that are already in there. <laughs> I can patch those out of your Dreamcast game. But um, And Sega will continue to make arcade games. They will just not be Sega retail outlets, from the yeah. way I understand the story. Is that what it sounded like to you? Yeah. I totally forgot that Sega Sammy was still together. Like, I thought once Sega kind of bounced back, they sort of took that mantle. But I guess I guess that didn't happen. So what's the second part of that, Brent? You added that from Gamatsu. So the second part of the Gamatsu article from uh, Mr. Sal Romano uh, is that Sega wants to release more Atlas catalog titles uh, through various platforms uh, following success port of persona for golden and then sega sammy um president and ceo um it was during a financial results briefing on november 6th uh as for steam while we have been actively releasing atlas titles on pc we felt that there uh was much uh, much potential um there to put out a direct port of persona 4 golden for pc and user's response was far beyond our expectations. Yeah, no so shit. it's <sighs> like they Sega does this thing. It's it's almost like they stop themselves from making money. Right. Uh, kind of. Right. Because um, they from most of what I've I've heard about Persona Persona 4 Golden on on Steam, it's not something they really wanted to do. Right. It's just kind of. Well, it was on it a was, dead platform. You couldn't play yeah. it anywhere except for Vita, and then the original went on PS2. So it was, you know, I, I don't think I would have selected PC, but as far as, like, going out mainstream and getting it on as many platforms as possible, it's not a demanding game. Mm-hmm. Uh, PC was the best way to go. Yeah. And you would think that with the success they saw, because, I mean, it was within a couple weeks. I mean, it, it, 
it it jumped to the top of the charts on Steam yeah. really really quick. Yeah. And you think after that success they'd be like, well, you know, maybe release go ahead and start releasing some more stuff or or work to get Persona 4 Golden on modern platforms or you know release it digitally here there whatever. But yeah, they really haven't. But they own that, as this article points out, they own that Atlas, Atlas catalog. Mm-hmm. So they can dip into all those. Did Atlas do that uh, Nocturne remaster that's coming out? Is that a Sega joint? Shin Megami Tensei says uh, on this one. Yeah, I think so. I think there's I believe a, that's Atlas. There's a gap in our coverage. So maybe that <laughs> is, maybe that's one of the first effects of this, uh, getting all these things rolled out. I, I'm hoping, and this article specifically mentions Atlas stuff, but mm. I want that Sega library from the Dreamcast somewhere besides PC. Ooh, I yeah. want to see Crazy Taxi. Yeah, I don't want to be a Switch port beggar, but man, a Dreamcast collection on Switch with uh, you know, the Sonic Adventures are still stuck on stuck on there. Well, you can play Sonic Adventure one on PC, right? I'm not sure about the second one. Uh, Jet Set Radio is on. And didn't they have? PC. Didn't they have Sonic Adventure on like Xbox Live? Like, wasn't it? A- Yep, you're right. Joiner. And it's backwards compatible, like, so that yeah. is still out there. But uh, we we went a couple rounds on the Dreamcast Mini a couple weeks ago, and mm-hmm. you know I I still think those titles will sell, so maybe that's something they oh, can yeah. get into. Well, like you said, Sega kind of gets in their own way as far as making money, and then Nintendo seems to be on the opposite end of the spectrum where they could make like bukus and they try to purposefully knock Tamp themselves down. down. Yeah. yeah. All right, hope we can get more Atlas games. Next up in news, Sony. Is this the right story? Is this one you have? Yeah. On the Verge, Sony confirms the PS5 won't support SSD expansion at launch. This is reserved for a future update. So as of now, you cannot pop uh, M.2 storage into the back of your PlayStation. Can you do the regular USB 3.0s yet? Uh, from what I've been hearing, it's well, not in this. Games. It's you it's can. not in this article. Yeah. Um, but from reviews of the PS5, early reviews, they were not. They were allowed to use USB 3.0 um, to play PS4 games. Right. They were That's not an own thing, just like the Xbox. Yeah, they were not able to at least take and store PS5 games on external. Uh, USB 3.0 devices, which may have been something to kind of try to prevent piracy or file dumping or cracking of of the software or things like that. We could see a day one patch where they allow um, the USB 3.0 devices to be used like like that. I mean, I right. I don't see why they wouldn't. Just so it's um, not a backdoor day one. Yeah. And yet they sent me a USB adapter from my PlayStation VR that I'm sure the internet gurus are cracking away at trying to sync that thing to PC somehow. You know it's coming. Oh, yeah, they, they'll figure it out. You know it's coming. Uh, the, the interesting thing about this article from these early previews, uh, we know that PS5 has that proprietary SSD. It's 825 gig storage, mm-hmm. but all you get usable out of it is 670, 667 gigs. So one gigabyte off of the devil's hard drive for the uh, PS5. <laughs> and those games, of course, fill up quite quickly. The Verge notes, Sackboy, Big Adventures, 32 gigs. Spider-Man, Miles Morales is 50. 
Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Launch Edition, which comes with uh, Spider-Man Remastered as 105, and Demon's Souls is 66 gigs, and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War <laughs> is 133 gigabytes. So I wonder if, like, those, uh, the PlayStation Plus collection, like uh, uh, God of War and Final Fantasy XV and some of the ones I was talking about in the pre-show, I wonder if they count towards that USB 3.0 storage. I wonder if that's something you could file away. But you still wouldn't benefit from the fast loading of the PS5, I'm assuming. I don't, um, know how that works yet. I don't think I've seen any articles specifically on that. That Yeah, it's kind of up in the air right now. I don't think most people have done a, a deep dive because... They're still they're still keeping everything really close to the vest. There's right weird now. embargoes, right? Like we get these we get these piecemeal allowances. Yeah. All right, show this level. Don't show the UI. Okay, show yeah. the storage. Still don't show the UI. Show one more level. Like you get these these gated embargoes. If people were getting the PS5s two and a half three weeks ago, and mm. the most they could show was the box, like they would. Yeah, they couldn't. They couldn't do unboxings. They couldn't do like anything. They're just like Rotate you can, all four you can show the box. That's the it. Box. And then the last like week and a half was just the cooling springs uh, level of Astro's uh, Astro's playroom. I keep mm. wanting to call it. It's not Astro's playroom. What is it? Yeah, it is Astrobot. It is Astro's Astro's playroom. Astro's playroom. Okay, because there was playroom that came with the PS4. And then yeah. Astrobot Rescue Mission, and now, okay, it's Astro's Playroom. That is, we got there. We arrived there. Um, uh, PlayStation is also going to be certifying certain disk drives to add in there because there's an empty M.2 slot. We don't know yet which cards those are that you can get. Um, Cesar was telling me his Seagate uh, Series X expansion is on the way. I'm not sure what he's planning. No, he did tell me what. He said it was a Lost Odyssey. He's going to put Lost Odyssey <laughs> just on that expansion <laughs> All right, sir. Um, I'm gonna let you take this one because hopefully your Mass Effect lore is larger than mine. Uh, not really. No, you haven't but played I, them. I've played. I think I remember playing a little bit of one. It was off-putting, and I know that that's just the 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 way it controls and everything. It's not the best Mass Effect. Um, I remember playing two. I don't remember a lot from it, and then I remember playing three. But then again, it was it was a long time ago, and I re- I don't remember a whole lot from it. I remember the end causing a whole lot of controversy, it but I can't even remember can't even remember why. Because I remember playing, it, I'm like, yeah, it's the end was okay, but then people just getting absolutely extremely mad about the end. So, right, yeah, it board. wasn't that bad. You know a little bit more than me because you've played a little bit more of them. I have started the first one about five times and just never gotten that far into it. So I'm hoping we're, of course, alluding to Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which is a remaster of the original trilogy coming to PC and consoles, according to The Verge. Um, I've played the first one a couple times. Uh, I liked the RPG elements of it, but the ending that you're alluding to... You made all these decisions throughout these three games, and it funneled down into basically the same ending with different color codings and it was such an uproar that they they ended up uh changing the ending and patching out certain parts of it i don't know exactly what those are but uh, i'm sure cesar could elaborate but they, they did wrap it up and then change the change the outcome so this is um this comes from the verge launching in 2021 for pc and consoles uh it's gonna have 4k enhancements 
And it'll have enhancements for PS5 and Series X. And this news came out on N7 Day, which is November 7th. Uh, the Verge notes that EA had been hesitant on remasters in previous years, but uh, following the success of Burnout Paradise and Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, they are continuing on. Did you see that Hot Pursuit game is going to be like $24 somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to drop back to the, the Black Friday thing, but it was kind of off my radar. Like, I've got two copies of the first one already on 360 and PS3, and I'm like, yeah. Hmm. Wait, I could pop this in for twenty four bucks. Yeah, it starts to get in your wheelhouse. Then you're like, all right, I might, I might could check this out. So, do you think this will be your entrance to Mass Effect? Like, you'll have all these in one place and give definitely, it a go. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I both. said playing, playing two and three. I remember really enjoying those games. Um, the ro- <laughs> the funny, you know, robotic shepherd dialogue was always great. Yeah. Um. But I I really did enjoy those games. They were fun, um, and like we've said, they they're they're remasters. They're not remakes. So you know, it's it's the same games that you've played, um, just new, brand new, beautiful coat of paint. Um, and I can't see any reason not to buy these games. Right. I mean, they're 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 good games. And it's it's going to be nice to play them on our on our new consoles. Yep, especially after the misstep. The only true one we got last generation was Andromeda, and that was met with some. Uh... That was met with a lot of backlash. <laughs> Not <Hey>. some. <laughs> and that's another one that they fix, but there's never there's never really praise for it. Like people who are big Mass Effect fans, who you talk to about Andromeda, it's like yeah, it came around. It, it got to the point where it was playable. Yeah, uh, and they did eventually. confirm that a new a new Mass Effect game is is in development as well. Yes, they they didn't really get too much into that. There was kind of a just a little splash screen that showed. Mm-hmm. So look forward to 4K enhanced Mass Effect trilogy in 2021. All right, uh, Google is giving away free Stadia gaming kits to YouTube Premium subscribers. Brant, were you one of these people? I was not. I did not jump on the uh, YouTube premium bandwagon, but and it's it's so nice that Stadia is finally uh, coming around and giving away uh, giving away something. <laughs> All right, so I actually I actually did take advantage of this. Uh, oddly enough, and I noted the success we were texting about it. I got the invitation to get this free stuff the same day I got my Amazon Luna invitation. So oh. I don't know if they knew something was in the cards or. Uh, so if you had subscribed to YouTube Premium before November 6th, you are able to sign up. Uh, you get a month for free, but you, they have they make you start your subscription, which I'll be canceling immediately to make sure I don't get rolled into that. But if you're a YouTube Premium subscriber, you can, uh, you can go on the link that's provided everywhere. Just Google it. You'll find it. They will send you a Chromecast Ultra and the uh, Google Stadia controller. So hopefully I will be able to give some reviews of that. Next week, I'll try it out. We've uh, notoriously shit on not the Stadia platform as a service. Like, it's never fit for myself or Cesar or even you, Brandon. I don't think there's been many Stadia stories since you joined us. But that that has never really fit our gaming plans or, or how we felt like we needed to consume these games. We had a lot of the games that they came out with. There wasn't, a, there wasn't anything just like, you know, a killer app, a must-have. And, uh, hey, I'll try something for free. 
and that's the thing is like uh, it's it's interesting that you know now they're giving this these Chromecasts and the the controller away for free when people that initially backed it bought it had trouble getting theirs and. Yeah. Had and, trouble getting their names. Remember the name yeah. was like a big deal for a long time. And I just I got the same name I am on everything. On my Stadia setup. But no, I mean still, I mean, even if it's free, I will buy this and you will too. We'll buy the same games on different platforms all day. But to to buy a uh a game platform that I didn't ever truly own. Uh, nope. And you know me. Part of signing up is the the ten dollar, you know, the their subscription or whatever. But the first month is free. You yeah. get free games with that pro membership. So I will definitely be trying out whatever's free in that catalog, whether that be Destiny or I think a shooter would be something fun to try. But it won't be won't be anything I pay for. It'll be a demo of something or or something that I can just fire up and. I am curious. I've never done the cloud gaming. I want to fire it up and see what it's like immediately. Well, I've, mm-hmm. I've done XCloud. So, XCloud was pretty good. It had its, was solid. It had its moments where it would we could dip every now and then, but it really depended on on your connection. Yeah, you're able to still do it. You have an Android phone. You've mm-hmm. been tempted to dip back into XCloud at all? At some point. It's but, time just like everything else, right? Yeah. All right, so did they say when that promotion was going to end? I'm looking, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Their one-year anniversary is coming up next week, according to The Verge. I do not remember. Stadia it's been beginning. a year? I know. <laughs> I thought it just limped out of the gate. There must have been an early access for a while. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I mean, is this, is this like you said, maybe it's to, to try and get support and get talk about it just because Luna's a, a thing and it's coming around yeah. or hopefully this isn't kind of a the Google uh, <laughs> Nail the go- yeah the the clearinghouse effect uh, that they wind up having with a lot of their other ideas where keep it around for a little while and then it just slowly goes away and what do you mean Brant we're recording this on Google Glass in uh, Google Hangouts. Uh, they do go through some ideas, though. We did it on do. one episode before your day. We went through all the... Somebody um, has like a Google graveyard. <laughs> they just list all these things that, that Google's killed throughout the years. Uh, so if you're a YouTube Premium subscriber, check your email and uh, get your free equipment. If nothing else, you know, it's you're out nothing at the most. $10 if you slip up and let them, let them charge you one time. <laughs> All righty. You want to do uh, this Game Pass Ultimate perk? Yeah, so this uh, comes from, from Tom Warren uh, at The Verge. So Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers uh, can get a new little perk. They can get a free month of Disney+. Plus. Um, so Microsoft is adding a free month of Disney+, Plus to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate subscribers this week. Um, obviously it's, it's good if you have kids, there's, uh, a lot of, a lot of Disney movies, but then they're, they've got a lot of the other IPs, of course, the, uh, the Marvel movies and everything. And, uh, the Mandalorian is, is an awesome series. It's, uh, it's going on now this week, 
we'll have episode three of season two, and and so far season two's just just as good as season one. Good to hear. Uh, and let's see the. Um, you need to redeem the offer by March 2nd of 2021. <laughs> you got a little while. And then uh, once once it expires, Disney Plus will be priced at $6.99, or, um, and that's per month, or um, $12.99 for a bundle that also includes Hulu and ESPN. Which is still a good bundle in of itself. So uh, that, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say that, you know, they, and this is after they've added um, the EA EA games. And they oh. they just recently came. came uh, yep. they, they just Game Pass just got flooded with a bunch of EA, EA's IPs. And it's there's there's a lot now. There's a, a great lot catalog because I paid for EA Play one year. I just didn't get as much out of it. But now with it being added to Game Pass, that's a whole nother level. You've got Black on the original Xbox. You've got Dead Space. You've got the original uh, the run of uh, Mass Effect games. Mm-hmm. You've got all your, not your absolute current FIFAs and Maddens, but I think the most current Battlefields are in there at least. Because, uh, you know, the newer Battlefields, they just want to get you in that ecosystem. So it's another perk. I have taken advantage of the Spotify Premium uh, six-month. I did that with uh, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And my six months trial just ran out, but I let it go. They got me. I let it go. Uh, I'm hooked. I'm in. I'm in Spotify. Like we're on Spotify. That's how I listen to our episodes when I go through them. And and it. I love the sync that plays on everything. Like I can be listening on my computer at work, and then log off and pick up my phone and immediately hit. You know, it's right there, right where I left it. And it. There's just some really cool features with it. Uh, the Verge notes you also get a free trial of Discord Nitro, Funimation, and Postmates Unlimited. And I cannot claim this joke. I saw this on Twitter, but uh, someone mentioned wait until they can their health care in <laughs> Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. You get a free month of Aflac. Coming soon, yeah. <laughs> One month of coverage. <laughs> or, uh, you know, pill trials or whatever. That can get dangerous. <laughs> Ask your doctor about uh, Xbox Game Pass and Fizenica. <laughs> Some crazy. <laughs> Uh, if your game pass, if your game pass experience lasts more than four hours, consult a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> that one's pretty good, man. Uh, we made a good bit out of that one. All right, so uh, Game Pass Ultimate keeps getting better, <laughs> even if Rant doesn't want the fun to stop. Uh, the Xbox Series X seems to have a disk drive problem. This comes from the this comes from Polygon and Patricia Hernandez. There are multiple videos of uh, clicking, whirring, and more. She says, um, "Seems like a lot of the systems just will not take a disc, and then as they receive it, it starts whirring really loudly." Um, this happens. There was the smoke drama that people were freaking out because they were throwing their vape pens in there and letting them smoke out the top, looking yeah. like a smokestack. But that you- ended up just some weird thing. Yeah. Did you watch some of these some of these videos? Because one of them's a uh, Series S, and it's just making this weird, loud hum. What is it doing out of the S? Uh, It's the second video. Watch that second video on there. I wonder if we have some good audio out of this one. I see. I see all big boys on the story. Yeah. the The first one is just yeah. The first one's just an Xbox Series S 
X, and it's it does a lot of clicking. Oh, I hear it. That is a brand new system. Make sure it doesn't say anything that does not represent the views of no podcast. <laughs> no, yeah, they they're they're clean. I mean, it sounds like a metronome. <sighs> yeah, that's not a good that's not a good noise. It's it's not, but this is bound to happen when a, when a new console launches. You're gonna have these weird one-off things that pop up, and this might just be its launch issue is clicking yeah. disk drives. You know, well, we, uh, yeah. And, I was and in like, retail when the 360 the 360 systems came out, and we had four total at launch. We had two of the the Pro, and then two of the arcade. It just came with a. It didn't have any onboard storage. It might have came with a memory card. But uh, yeah, they buy, they did. They had those tiny little memory cards, like yep. 512 megabytes. Yep. You had to buy your hard drive separately for the arcade version. But uh, two of those came back. One of the arcades and one of the the pros before red ring of death they just they didn't work they got those things out of the door so fast but then the problem is like you know this is going to happen it is what it is they're covered under warranty that kind of stuff it's because they're so hard to find right now that's the frustrating part you have all this build-up and excitement and you've been waiting you know we were talking then earlier about you know tracking in them and, and trying to see where they're at and waiting anxiously for the the delivery and then you get it and it's like and you've spent 500 something dollars you know, you may have upgraded your yeah. TV, you may have bought extra games, controller, that kind of stuff, and then you, you have a lemon that you don't know when it's going to be replaced. And, and, so, Go and so far, it does just seem to be the disk drive is, is, is what most of it does. I mean, except for that Series S that is making that bizarre noise. Most of, most of the other people, they just... they it won't accept a disc or it will accept a disc and it doesn't recognize it won't play anything. So, and this was also after, uh, we found out that you have to connect your, uh, Xbox to the internet in order to set it up, which was a big thing that they got dinged on last generation that Sony, Sony just obliterated them on. And, you can you can set your PS5 up immediately without an internet connection, but this, right. for, for I guess it was everybody trying to to set up their Xbox uh, Series systems up at the same time. Xbox Live went down yesterday, and people were just sitting there and on the screen. You'd have that little circle, and it would not do anything. Bricked, basically and, bricked for the yeah. time being. And people were were so upset. Just and I I, I mean it's understandable. I mean, yeah, you pay five hundred something, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. You do all this, all this prep, prep work, spend all this money, and then you get this thing, and it just it doesn't work. But here's the thing: it's brand new. It's it just came out yesterday. We're all beta testers. Everybody that bought a single, every single one, you're basically a beta tester. Yep, the curse of the early adopter, right? Mm-hmm. More concerning, I did see this, uh, and there was there was a lot of arguments online about it. We're kind of game preservationists on this podcast. We always push for consumer-friendly um, access to your content and and licenses you've purchased, or how can you play the physical media that you've bought? You know, we had that discussion about Stadia. Is it going to be around if you buy Assassin's Creed Valhalla on that platform? Are you going to be able to play that in ten years in some capacity? But people were installing Xbox One X and Xbox 360 games. And if you go, if you set the system into an offline mode within 10 minutes, it will tell you you can no longer play that game. It is applying some sort of active DRM on the title. 
that you physically own. You own that copy of Gears of War 2. You're just popping it in there to install it to the hard drive to play, even offline. And it is, uh, I don't I don't know if that's something they're going to address, but um, it's funny the comparison you made is what I was reading online as well. This is the this is the Xbox One that they were talking about releasing. These are the type things that that Don Matrick caught so much shit for in 2013 is presenting, you know, <laughs> how he how he presented that console and its features at the time. I, I still think it was a way ahead of its time as far as what it was going to do. But it was the attitude of ha- of having that online check and having DRM and then the, you know, the infamous, you know, what about our people overseas who may not ha- constantly have an Internet connection? Uh, we have a product for you. It's called Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. So just just anti-consumer things like that. And it's it's not out there yet, but that's going to start being the buzz in the next week or so when these things are found out by more people. And that's the thing is, yeah, I mean, people that live overseas, people that live in rural areas that may not have the best internet connection or they probably have that HughesNet crap, (laughs) that satellite internet (laughs) that works half the time. So, and and, hey, maybe that's all it needs. Maybe it's just that one ping and they'll let them play. It'll let them play Lost Odyssey in 120 120 hertz like Cesar's dreaming of doing. But, I mean, heck, what if, uh, what if some utility companies working outside and they clip your uh, your oh. internet service and you're like, well, you know, whatever, uh, I can at least play uh, I can at least play my my Xbox and then you go and try and play a your Xbox and it's like, no, you you can't play that title. Right. And you're like, I got right. the disc in there, but it it won't matter. I own this. Which, I promise. I I hope they I hope they address that. You think that'd be set in there at this point as as they go out for launch and and don't need you would think it would have been advertised that a but you see how advertising it got them last time so I, I guess yeah. it's better to it was a, better to ask for forgiveness than permission so mm-hmm. yep then they'll just back up and say all right we've got the data to back it up you know ninety eight percent of households have internet ready to go day one and and we have this set up for our other two percent they'll have some way out of it yeah. I was hoping uh, Sensors is still being shipped to him. I was hoping he would have a couple impressions of it. But now I know friend of the show Michael has his. Um, he was playing Gears Five on it, I believe. For some reason, they they made Bautista uh, Marcus Phoenix. Did you see that? We didn't talk about it in a news story or anything. Uh-uh. Like you can choose to change that Marcus Phoenix character model to Bautista the wrestler, who was already a character. So I'm like, how? Why would you blend these? Yeah, it's a funky. I don't know. I, I claim to be a Gears head, but I'm totally in it for the campaigns and Gears of War 2, River, Horde. That's it. That's a, those are my jams on Gears. <laughs> um, do, 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 do. What else do we have? Is that it for news? We got one more story. You want to take we that have one? One more story, and it's Take Two buying Codemasters. Codemasters of. Uh, I'm trying to think what they're famous for. Dirt. There we go. Dirt. <laughs> that was a bad segue. I'm trying to set you up for the article, but I was like, of uh, of blank fame. So yes, Take Two Interactive, publisher of 2K Games, 2K Sports, and Rockstar Game, Rockstar, Rockstar Games uh, yes. titles is buying Codemasters. The and as you said, it's the people that made Dirt Grid and F1 Racing. Um, yes. All that Grand it, Theft Auto money. Let nine, us buy them. They are spending $994 million in this deal. 
uh, and it's expected to go ahead and go through the first quarter of 2021. Uh, and this was in a release uh, this Tuesday. And they just, it's, they're going to be highly complimentary to Take Two's sports portfolio, is what they said. I can see so, that, you know, fitting that racing racing catalog in there. I mean, with with Need for Speed and all these other games, you know, c- kind of seeing this revival, I can see them maybe doing getting hold of these uh, racing IPs, going in ahead and doing the easy thing, and uh, maybe re-releasing them as re, and then start yep. having them uh, start having them work on some of these newer some new titles so it's it's a good it's a good get and they're um they're a pretty good studio the good thing is this third party too they're not getting locked under like a sony umbrella or a microsoft umbrella you know yeah yeah that way your your dirt your dirt fanship (laughs) doesn't have to doesn't have to select their platform they've been around a long time yeah they made eight bit games on um what does it say? I'm on their Wikipedia thing because I know they've been around for a while. The Vic 20, like an English uh, 8-bit PC, they counterproduced the Nintendo Lockout chip, <laughs> like oh, Rare wow. did. Yep. Uh, they developed the Power Pack, which was later renamed the Game Genie, which we we all know what the Game Genie is. Uh, Colin McRae Rally, which we know them for. Um, Operation Flashpoint, forgot they made that series. The Lord of the Rings Online. They made Overlord and Clive Barker's Jericho. A lot of people shit on Clive Barker's Jericho. Have you ever played that? Uh Uh-uh. It looks amazing. That was one of the first games I saw in HD that I was just like, this looks great. And that was PS360. Formula One, like you mentioned, they published some things with Majesco on the DS and the Wii, including Cake Mania 2. And Wild Earth African Safari. And that's about it. Oh, no, that was up till like 2010. Oh, after that, they just took off on racing stuff. And one yeah. more Overlord game. Have you played any of the Overlord games? Mm-mm. The Mrs. Loves, those. They're like, uh, they're kind of Pikmin-esque. Ah, okay. The minions for the Overlord. All right, so good get for 2K by getting the Codemasters catalog. Let me check my PS5 real quick and see if it's updated. <laughs> this has been my game today. Nope, preparing order. Arrives Thursday, November 12th. I can't see how that could happen, seeing as it's uh, almost Thursday, November 12th. We're three hours away, and you haven't even told me it's shipped. It just says preparing order. Oh, no. All right, sir, is that it for news? That is news. You ready to do games played? Just the two of us Let's might be do short. It. Might be Let's short. do it. All right, I'll kick this off. I actually had a Halo-less weekend. I know everyone on the show is very disappointed to not hear any Halo updates. Uh, I was supposed to play Saturday night, and in my defense, I fall asleep in my game room. I was asleep in the game room and unavailable for text and phone calls and Halo invites. So <laughs> I was close. Yeah, I was just tired Saturday. Um, but I did, uh, I think I mentioned this earlier in the show, I hooked up PlayStation VR again for the first time in quite some time. Um, and this is the, I actually picked up the model that it has the HDR pass-through. So it's the version 2 
for the PS4 Pro and my Dolby Vision TV, and it works flawlessly. You just uh, you cut off the uh, PlayStation VR box, and like I fired up Ratchet and Clank after that, and then I saw my HDR logo pop up. So the pass through just works, man. And um, it sounds like you've gotten away from it too. Like I know I haven't hooked mine up in probably guys probably been 18 months or so before I even did anything in VR. Um, I forgot how magic it is, man. PlayStation VR is just really freaking cool. It it's hard for it to be accessible to a lot of people once you have it. I like the low cost and the fairly low barrier of entry. That's but it's just isolating. You you have a family like I do, and it just you know it's outside of just playing games where you're sitting there on a couch with a controller. You're locked into that thing. You're in the helmet. You got the headphones on. Uh, this the version two has like a headphone jack in the back of it. But uh, if you can commit to that immersiveness, there's no other experience, I don't think, that comes close to that. And the game that I tried out and I had recently played it and recently had it fired up and loaded was uh, Star Wars Squadrons. So I had played probably two hours of this outside of VR, just regular, you know, going through the missions and things like that. I struggled with the the controls are arcadey. They're not fully sim, but you still have to balance your like pitch and your throttle at the same time. If you don't pull that throttle back, your turn is going to be like super wide and slow. You know, if you want a tighter turn, you got to you got to pull back on the throttle pretty hard. Man, being in that cockpit of the X-wing and just being in there and like looking around and you know looking up and down at your feet and like watching the pilot you do the do the shifting and all that kind of stuff. The controls just like the way the immersiveness works, where it feels like you're actually there and moving around. I had no issue with the controls. Like I, I even mentioned on the podcast when I played the the tutorial campaigns, I failed multiple times. Like I, I just couldn't, I couldn't do what they were asking. I, I couldn't put together where I needed to go and like what the right thing to do. They're, they're shooting at you and you gotta you gotta roll and do all that kind of stuff. You feel it inside that helmet, even with the, the I don't know if it uses the move controllers. I was just using the DualShock, but you feel that control element like it takes over, and and even the things outside of the outside of the actual flying of the X wing. Um, there's a mission briefing, and right before that, you meet your two new squad mates, and and you will look around in the hangar that you're in, and you know they're working on stuff behind you, and you look over there, and they're lowering an astromech droid down into a another X-wing, and it, it there's just these things going on in the background, and they don't loop. It's not a, it wasn't like an FMV playing in the background or something, you know, where you just mm-hmm. you would see these same little mundane or a, a Skyrim guard going back to Skyrim walking the same. Like they all had these set things that they were doing and I was in the hangar. I was there and I didn't have to select a person or go to my uh, droid or my X-Wing or my um, mechanic or anything. Like I could just, I just watched and listened and like looked around at like sparks flying and, and people working in this hangar and stuff. And I was like, holy shit, I'm here. And I had done the same thing in the, you know, in the static game outside of VR. And it was, man, it was nowhere close. And I already thought that game was a good value. At, I think it came out at 40 and it's going to be, it's already been 25 on Amazon. I think it's going to be 20 at Best Buy on Black Friday. But mm-hmm. uh, if you haven't done that, if you haven't played any of that one yet, Brent, that's a, that's a VR showcase, man. It's just, it's something else. Um, you know, it's star famously in star Wars scenes, you'll have these briefings around like a, a dial and they'll have like a hologram come up yeah. and give you the mission briefing and all that. Dude, I was there, and it, you know it's in VR. So if you lean in, if you lean out, you, the scope changes. Like you're at that table, and those those change. If you look to your right, and there's somebody there, and you, you know, you're just everything's to scale. It was incredible. I couldn't. I was like, I was hollering out loud. I was like, 
oh my gosh <laughs> oh my gosh and i was almost i was almost flying and looking around inside the cockpit and stuff i just i was back man and I, I remember raving about vr when we first got it and hooked it up and we were doing all sorts of youtube videos and you know there's all kinds of content out there and there's there's the AAA, I, I still don't think they've crossed into that AAA space. People tell us about Astrobot. We gotta, we both gotta fire up yeah. Astrobot and try it out. But Star Wars Squadrons, man, that was I was in there. I was in that game, <laughs> and it was it was awesome. I played two missions in that, and again, it was like it was almost like I was playing a different game. It was just so much more immersive, and and the the controls made sense when you're looking around and you feel like the pilot will shudder and, and move and you'll see the, the stars changing as they go into uh warp speed or whatever they call it in star wars versus star trek but you see all those changes and it just you're in that environment it's just way more natural to control inside that environment and i've always liked like when we you know when you first get one you start going through all this content all these videos and demos and that kind of stuff to me the best ones were the flying games like there was a call of duty was like call of duty jackal mission or something did you ever try yeah, it out that was I do great remember that one it? It was like, that one was awesome. It was awesome. And it was so short. And it was just this snippet. And you were like, man, if I got a full game like this, I would play the hell out of it. And they did so well with it. And uh, I think one of the Battlefronts had like a Star Wars uh, VR experience. Uh, it. I want to say it was, I think it was Battlefront 2. They added some VR. Yep. So, or something you could download and play on the yeah. side. Yeah. But uh, this is more of a tech demo. This is the full game, from what I can tell. I, I picked up my campaign from when I was playing outside of VR. Like I think the whole thing is playable, um, and this is the way to play it. When you get this game, you guys are a Star Wars family, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you said you're watching Mandalorian. When you when you get this game, do not play it in uh, on just on your TV. You you'll be doing it a disservice. I, I was I, I got out of it. I took the helmet off, and I was just like. And I did get sick. I, I never get sick from the flying game. Something about the flying game feels right. Maybe it's because you're in the cockpit and everything yeah. else is moving around. I, I think that's what it is too. But I, I took the headset off. I texted my brother. He'd been he's further than me in the campaign and he hasn't played it in VR and he has a VR also. And I was like, dude, stop what you're doing. I'm actually thinking about going back and playing those two prologue missions that I struggled with and just and picking them up again because they were a lot of fun. It was a really good introduction to that game and playing those in VR because the scale. The scale of those first two missions is very different from the two missions that I played, so it's it would be worth experiencing uh, those things in VR again. It was awesome, man. God, it was good. And I'm thinking about getting. I can't remember if it was on stream or not when we were talking about it, but Astrobot is ten dollars right now on the PlayStation Store, so I think I might pick that up digital. Um, Blood was it? Blood and Money or Money and Blood or something? What? Uh, it's like the um, it's the getaway people if i remember right like the london heist from yeah that they made that full game that's on clearance at the store you and i were talking about did, did you see it when it was on clearance uh -uh. because i went back after you like by like two days and i found different games and i meant to i meant to oh. ask you seen those i picked up monster hunter iceborne for 10 bucks did you see that one when you were there no i got that for 10 dollars, and i got um i'm going back in the morning by the way so i'll let you know uh wasteland three or wastelanders three i thought i had all this shit in here but now i don't see it uh that rpg it was mm -hmm. uh 15 the one that's going to be that um the studio that microsoft owns now mm -hmm. so i uh, saw i saw like everybody everybody's golf vr and i almost got that but i was eh. 
It's close to Black down. Friday price, if I remember right. But I think yeah. it's like 19, and I think it's going to be either 19 or 20 for Black Friday. So, yeah. do you like do you like uh, Hot Shots golf? Are you a fan? I've played a little bit of Hot Shots. Yeah. Uh, I never got huge into it. I, I do like. Or I I can just imagine like we sports golf, right? Yeah. And that what you would do is kind of. That's that. That would be how I would think. Damn! Now I want to see it to see what it's like. I wonder if you have to do it. the move control. Yeah, I'll get two, I'll get two copies tomorrow. <laughs> I wonder if you have to do the move controller or if you can just live in that, you know, you, you're behind them in the tee box with the goggles on and looking around and zooming in and doing that kind of stuff. I wonder if it's kind of – got to look it up now. I kind of I th- I bypassed I think, it. Yeah, I think most games support both. Like you don't necessarily have to have the move for a lot of the games. You can use just the DualShock. Yep. They learn that early on to kind of adapt and, and not force people into shoehorn them into the move controllers, mm-hmm. except for like job simulator and things like that, that, that require that. <laughs> Those, I love job simulator. Another one that's, that's fun that once we're able to have groups, uh, that what to play is, uh, keep talking and no one explodes. I heard that's, that's really good. It's a great, great game. That's good. Uh, I think that's it for me. I didn't fire up. Uh, I still got Pikmin 3 in my backlog. My brother got it for me for uh, for my birthday, and I haven't tried it out yet. So uh, I didn't do anything on Switch. I didn't do anything else on Xbox. Oh, I, I tried to beat the one boss on Sly Cooper. I finally got the last two keys I needed to get to the second boss. Those bosses are hard in Sly Cooper. Like, you're playing. It's just a fun platformer. It's real chill. Just collect things. Do a couple jumps. I've unlocked the, uh, you press circle to land on like these lit areas. So, you know, you kind of just jump in that vicinity and hit circle and he floats where he's supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, the boss is just like, it just turns on the difficulty and the frog kicked my ass a bunch of times. And now this dog is really getting me. And I, like, I'm not even competing. Like, I don't know how to hurt him yet. I haven't figured out what the pattern is or how to wound him or anything. So I'm trying not to look it up, but it, it my patience may run out on that one because I want to keep going and get to the next world. But Sly Cooper, man, it's a freaking. It, I'm playing it on PS2 and it's gorgeous. Like, this is it's still a great such game. A good looking game. It holds up so well. Uh, but that boss is hard. The difficulty spikes on the bosses specifically are uh, are quite unforgiving. I don't know if you remember that from your playthrough, but and uh, I do want to play two and three, so maybe it'll be something they they iron out a little bit on those. Uh, but that's it. That's it for my games played, sir. You can knock yours out and we'll get out of here. All right. Well, my game's played. Um, Six visual novels. Here's ten visual novels. Here's the uh, lore behind all of them. No. Um, I stayed on the GameCube uh, for, for a good bit. I hope uh, you just like last hook week. mine up and send you those two pictures. And if I had a uh, Xbox Series S, X, I would just be stacking it on top of there. Yeah. Uh, since it fits perfectly. But no, I um, I, I wanted to play something with the family, so we um, we threw in a couple Cartoon Network games. Okay. One was uh, the Adventures of Billy and Mandy, which is a. I remember selling a, that. It's it was a show that I watched as a kid, and the game is a um, a a brawler akin to. Uh, Power Stone. So, I mean, you've got oh. changing, 
you've got changing stages, you've got your different characters, there's items and stuff that are popping up, um, different wacky items, like a freeze ray or uh, a TV gun that shoots just screens, uh, and then you collect uh, these these orbs, I think they call it like mojo, uh, to build up a meter, and you can fill it up twice. Uh, first one just does like a, a regular like big combo attack on whoever you're facing. Um, the the second one, if you fill it up all the way twice, does a, a, a big special attack, which is just an immediate KO. And uh, it's a fun... Yeah, yeah, it it holds up pretty good. It's it's just wacky. It's out there. Um, if, if I remember right, I'm, I'm 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 an old man now, and I'm forgetting a lot of things. This was a like GameCube, PS2, Wii. Like this all came out at the same time. I think this was a Wii launch title that we sold, if I remember right, or really shortly thereafter, like uh like launch window, just about. Do you have your case on you? Does it say 2006? I'd be curious. Because I think that was in that launch window that we sold um, Wii games. I Grand Adventures not, of Billy and Mandy. Yeah, I do not remember the the uh, cases behind me here. I'm just looking it up real quick, seeing what... Uh, when it came out. Pl- PlayStation 2, GameCube, Game Boy Advanced, Microsoft Windows, and Wii. Yep. 2006, September 25th. September 25th. Okay, so the Wii one would have been like November, November 06-ish. I think that date was November 17th or November 15th one. Yep, that was a launch title. I remember uh, these distinct periods very vividly. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Like, And that, that night that Russell, Cesar, and I were up at the store going through all the launch titles. Just we popped them in one after another after we got them all in. Just amazed at like what the Wii was and the holding the controller and everything. So, do you get to play? There, there's three of y'all. Do you get to load up bots or does someone pick like a computer player? Or how does it? How does I mean, it play yeah, out with you, all of you playing. You can um, you can set up uh, four player because it's up to four, uh, and then you can you can set if you want bots and things like that. But it's it's. We did three player. We didn't add any bots, but there's there's crazy crazy stuff that happens. Uh, and it, like there's there's one level where it's um, one of the characters' houses, and as you're sitting there, you're you're and you're fighting. Then all of a sudden, uh, this giant Cerberus comes up and like breaks the house and then it just stands there off on the side of the screen and breathes fire and you mm. can actually it's got like a it's got like a seat on its back and if you like jump on the house the right way you can go over and get on its back and can kind of control it and have it shoot fire or uh, try and bite one of the other players oh that's fun so there's there's all sorts of like crazy stuff that happens and when you go there's all sorts of game modes, um, you know, free for all and um, stock, and then there's just some that where it's basically like King of the Hill, or you're trying to destroy the most targets and uh, all these different things. So there, there's all sorts of things to choose from, and and if you if you don't like the way uh, a stage plays, um, maybe in a later stage you can actually pick 
um, when you go to a stage. Like when you do the stage select, you have the option to do all just stage one, stage two, or stage three. So if you just like like what I was just talking oh. about, if you just if you just want it to stay at just the the open front yard in the house, you can yeah. do that without having the giant Cerberus come through the come through and mess up everything. Oh, cool! Or you can start at that point and just have the the giant Cerberus breathing fire on everybody immediately. So it's it's up to you. But twenty interactive uh, arenas. I'm looking it up. This is a high voltage game too. They make good games. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun. I bet um, that cell shading looks good too, doesn't it? Yeah, it's held up pretty well. Cool. It's like a, I would say hidden gem, but there's a one retro game person who's kind of honed in on hidden gem and made it a, <laughs> a little bit of comedy. Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. So other than other than that, we went to like I said another Cartoon Network game, uh, also on the GameCube. Uh, we did the the Teen Titans game. Uh, that one was also 2006. Uh, came out GameCube, PlayStation 2, Xbox. And that one's more akin to like a, um, I'd say like a Baldur's Gate or something like that. Ooh, where go on? Where you choose? You have the the four main Teen Titans. You you've got your kids. You said you love the Teen Titans. Go. Yep. Um, I'm original Teen Titans. This is this is my I kind see. of flavor. These, these are the OG uh, ones. So you you start off the game, and at any time you can plug in a controller and press start on that controller, and another person can jump in as a team as one of the other players. Yep. Um, you can freely switch between any of them that you want. All of them have like a um, couple different attacks like a strong attack and a, a special um, kind of move and then a, uh, a ranged attack. And then you can hold uh, each of those buttons to do um, more of a, a, of a different move, a, a special specialized charge attack for each one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, there's special, like there's, there's a big like super move you can do, but only if you get a certain item, uh, when it when it appears but you go through um and like i said semi boulders gate style where you have the different just colored circles under each player to indicate who's who yeah. you're running around the 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 camera s- follows follows you around the space you're fighting all these different enemies in the area and then you just kind of keep advancing through and and doing the story and the story revolves um Kind of around uh, the Robin. the villain. <laughs> well, it's it's just the villains from the uh, uh, from the from the TV series, where I believe it was. Oh gosh, I can't remember the kid's name. He's he's a large, he's a more hefty fellow, and he's he does all the. Um, He's got the remote control, and I think he like sucks them into the to this video game that they're playing, and uh, and then you wind up having to go and fight all these different villains. So uh, we played that for a good bit. Uh, that one's fun. That's that's one that we've we kind of just pop in from time to time and, and play yeah. a little bit of it, uh, and then pick it back up. I just looked it up because I thought I'd heard of this one. It's like twenty five thirty dollars on GameCube. 
This is oh, one wow. of the this is one of the low print Xbox games. There's a bid right now for eighty five dollars oh. for Teen Titans on Xbox. It's one of the weird Xbox holy grails. Uh, there's a buy it now right now for Teen Titans for the original Xbox that is one hundred and sixty dollars. Oh, Jeez. Yep. And this is, a, uh, this is a THQ joint. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. The OG THQ. That was Teen Titans, not Teen Titans Go, which not is Teen the Titans superior Go. Teen Titans, as Brant will tell you himself. <laughs> I just don't know this one. I think whichever one you come upon first is kind of the one you identify with, you know? And, and Go, Go is more of a reboot of this one anyways, right? Like, yeah. they kept some of the same, yeah. It's, it's a reboot, reimagining kind of thing, but... Yeah. Um, because it's random as shit. <laughs> it is. Random. And that was some random stuff. Because we, we started out fighting each other, and then I said, hey, why don't, why don't we just play something where we all cooperate? And yeah. then we popped in this, played for a little while. Um, and then Katie had to uh, had to hop off and, and go do something else. So um, then I, I popped in uh, Soul Calibur 2. Nice. The GameCube. Ah, that's uh, where a picture came from on Instagram. I was like, yes. "Where is this? Where is this coming from?" Yes, Soul and it's it's crazy because we've uh, I, I've introduced my son. I don't know if I ever had him play uh, Soul Blade. I remember sh- I've shown him Soul Blade, but right. I know he knows Soul Caliber, and we've played it on um, on the Dreamcast. And there's times he is oddly good. <laughs> at Soul Calibur. Really? But um, it just clicks, huh? It clicks for him. And Soul Calibur 2, he he I think we wound up uh like I had 10 wins and he had 8 wins at the at the end of the day when we <laughs> when we finished up cuz wow. Uh, it's and it got to the point where like we just we just started playing around cuz yeah. at first i had to i had to get back in the groove of it and he just started kind of like button mashing a little bit but then uh, he would then he would start kind of putting putting two and two together and figure out what what combos were what yep. and and that was that was me I, I would just sit there and i'd just be like i've got it's it's muscle memory somewhere back in here i've just got to remember exactly what buttons do what and he's just over here button mashing and knocking me out every time i'm like okay okay just give me a second just give me a second i'll uh i'll teach you how to play this game nice uh but we had a lot of fun and just anybody play his link on the gamecube oh yeah oh yeah and he (laughs) i kept uh pulling out the arrow and then pulling out the bomb and throwing the bomb at his feet and (laughs) And then when he finally played his link, he figured out the bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. He couldn't figure out how to change uh, to the boomerang or the bomb. And I finally, I was like, "You want to know how to do it?" And I, and I told him. And please, <laughs> God, what a good game! That was so much fun when when there were exclusives like that, where you got the characters that were specific to a console, and it wasn't tied to like a pre-order. I mean, I'm sure there's some people that were pissed that that couldn't get Link on it or something like that. But you know. That- that generation was was I know that we got the, the GameCube got Link, Spawn was Xbox. What did what did PlayStation get? Hey Hachi from uh, hey, Tekken. Yeah. Tekken, that's what it was. And then I all I remember was uh, PS3 360 was Darth Vader Yoda, depending Yoda. on your yeah. Yeah, 
they try to keep it going, but that was just such a. And then you could get either character with DLC, so that was yeah. that era. It didn't. It didn't really matter as much. And that, I, if I remember right, the GameCube one was the best-selling version of that. Oh yeah. Yep. And that was an amazing game. I played the heck out of that game. It plays really well on Cube too. And it still looks amazing. You played all these on the CRT. I'm guessing the Toshiba back there. Nope. No. No. You had them on that the was... uh, on the high def. Yes, I had them on the 24 inch right here behind okay. me. Okay. All right. Because uh, I've got it's what's it the Kaiko adapter um, for for HDMI out, and it's it's great. Progressive scan. Uh, to right here to the stage. Oh, nice. uh, yeah, it it's beautiful. Makes it's absolutely it beautiful. Clean. That was that that image I just took on my phone. I didn't capture it or anything. I just I took that picture with my phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, it it is. It's amazing. And I then uh, the last game that I've been playing all week, uh, just to have. Something to, to fill the gap until until Spider-Man gets here uh, was No More Heroes. Huh. I I went ahead and bought No More Heroes one and two uh, last Switch week. Mm-hmm. I started I started last week a week ago, and uh, honestly, I could have been done, but I I did not have a chance to play yesterday at all. Um. But right now, as it stands, I am at the the last fight because if it, if anybody hasn't played this game, you uh, you work your way up the ranks uh, of the deadliest assassins. You start at rank eleven, um, and this is just a very very crass, very bloody uh, game with a lot of character. Travis uh, touchdown. It does not take itself seriously. Um, there's a lot of love for a lot of different games uh, and and other things in in here. Um, it's it's a different game. It's it's more um, kind of like a I guess if you'd have to have to put a game style on it, it's very kind of hack and slash style uh, as far as the the main game uh, gameplay goes. It's a suit um, joint, isn't it? Is it a it is. game? Yeah, I thought so. So you get that, uh, you get that kind of humor. And I'm, I am just under ten hours into this game, and I mean, I'm, I'm at the the last fight, and the, the story isn't very long. The biggest part is your progress gets gated every fight because you have to get there's an entry fee in order to advance uh, in the ranks, so. You wind up having to do all these little mini games uh, or um, different. In the game, there's a uh, a job postings place, and then there's kind of this um, assassination thing where you can go off and do do side jobs. So you're either doing these mini games or you're just fighting hordes of enemies where you either have to just use wrestling moves or you just have to defeat a certain amount of enemies in a certain amount of time or things like that. Or you're mowing grass, picking up trash, cleaning graffiti. Variety. (laughs) There's a lot of variety, but it does, uh, it, you, once you 
figure out what makes the most money, you wind up just doing the same ones over yeah. and over and over. Um, so it does that does get kind of tedious, but how does the controls uh, work? Because this was an early Wii game that used the two. Yeah, so how does that work on this one? And that's the thing is I I, I haven't really tested to see if the Joy Cons um, have any of the motion control. I, they actually might, considering um, some of the other Wii titles that we've gotten on the platform so far. Right. Uh, I've either played uh, TV mode with the Pro Controller, or I have. Um, played in handheld, and, and either it just way, works fine with the yeah. The either button mapping. Either way, I think that these may be the button maps for uh, the PlayStation Three version that that we got. Um, okay, I even thought those required the Move controller. So I don't, it, I don't it, think it, so. DualShock. That's so, pretty cool. So this is literally, I mean, you're just it's it's kind of normal controls. You have you know both sticks. Um, Left stick controls your walking. Right stick controls the camera at times, or it's your uh, kind of like a dodge mechanic. Um, mm. All the re- rest of the face buttons uh, are your attacks. Um, then the uh, triggers, well, you know, it might be for your recharge, like the the left um uh, left shoulder button is is for your recharge and and, and stuff like that. But uh, the the other things, because what you're talking about is if you when you went to recharge the control or your, the, your beam the, katana your beam katana was your yep. weapon in this game, and it had a battery. So when you would go to to charge it, because uh, it would have a battery on the uh, right hand side of the screen and as you would use it it would it would go down go ahead uh, Brian. i know where this and, is going go ahead Brian. so you would have to press the button in order to go into charge mode and sit there and waggle your wiimote like crazy uh and travis does he just sits there and waggles the <laughs> beam katana oh, now. Uh, handle right in front of him uh until it's charged <laughs> and uh so this one, all you do is you press the charge button and you wiggle the right stick back and forth. Uh, the wrestling moves were another uh, point where you would have the uh, nunchuck and Wiimote. And you, when you would stun an enemy, you can do a, a, a wrestling move. And they're just prompts on the screen. And it would be two different arrows. And they're usually facing. Sometimes they're the same way. Sometimes... You know, one's up, one's to the left, or something like that, and you would have right. to move them based on your, um, based on what arrows with the with the motion controls in those uh, the Wiimote nunchuck, nunchuck. This time, it's literally just mapped to the sticks, so you just use left and right stick, and uh, same with you're gonna end up wearing it out like you did uh, your GameCube Resident Evil Four stick. Oh. And then it's same with the, uh, the the killing of enemies. Usually, once you've whittled the enemies down, it pops up with a directional input to where you, back in the day, you would just slice and finish the enemy off, which was always very satisfying. And while I'm having while I'm having fun with this, and it does kind of because I had a lot of fun with this game back when it came out. Right. Uh, this I was like do, one of the first premier Wii titles after that first wave. Yeah. I do feel like 
I'm losing some of the experience because when when I popped that title in and played it for the first time and uh, I did think some of the motion controls were a little stu- stupid, but, uh, you know, like the slashing of enemies to finish them off and the person that is helping you through the ranks or at least guiding you through the ranks she's uh, part of some kind of company that sets up these fights for you she would she would give you a call before each fight mm-hmm. and that was that was the thing that just wowed me the most when this game first came out cuz your Wiimote would vibrate and then all of a sudden you would have to put the Wiimote to your ear to hear her call cuz there there was that speaker just the right speaker. in the and so awesome. when that happened, like I was like, oh my gosh, that's that's kind of cool. It's it's calling me and the, the Wiimote's vibrating like a like a like a phone. And then yeah. all of a sudden she starts talking and it's not coming out of the TV. I can I can just kind of barely hear it and I put it up to my ear. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, that was one of those that that really set off that title for me. They've let but, that uh, controller speaker feature kind of go. Uh, they did it on Star Wars Squadrons. I heard the astromech like making noises through the controller when I confirmed some things, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wait a minute! They still they still put that in games? Like it's that's a cool thing, I think." Well, there the PS5 will still have that uh, yep. have the speaker in the in the controller, and I know we've heard that uh, in some of the show offs of um, AstroBot's Playroom. Yep, or Astro's. Astro's Playroom. Astro's Playroom. <laughs> Astrobot's Playroom Rescue Mission VR, the PS5 launch title. So, I know we didn't. I, I didn't put it in news because I didn't think it was really that relevant. They've the HD Rumble feature. Somebody has has plugged up the the DualSense into their computer and programmed the DualSense to to play. Um, was it like Doom's Gate or something? from the original doom just just not through the speaker just through the uh haptic feedback the tension and the feedback oh yeah. that's cool so i that's mean that's pretty cool and does it play doom technically it plays doom <laughs> and i mean heck the uh the joy cons they've they've had that uh I believe it was mario party when it's your turn it makes like a little sound that comes from your from your um joy-con and joy-con doesn't have a speaker on it and it's it's just that motor the way they've got it 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 sounds like it's you know making like a little note you know and it is it's just just that the way they have it configured so it'll be interesting use the joy cons to their fullest it it, it's basically only nintendo games right do you think that some of the dual sense features will be will be similar you know, for Astro's Playroom to be such a showcase for it, are we going to get another... Are we going to get... You know, that's kind of a tech demo of sorts. It's packaged in there. I don't want to say tech demo because people are really enjoying the game, but it, yeah. it definitely is meant to showcase um, the controller alongside, you know, PS PlayStation history. And that's the thing is, uh, a lot of people are saying that's that's the biggest thing about the PS5 is, is the, right. how how much the dual sense really just feels right. next gen how it puts them there but um the people then, that have taken the dual sense apart the mechanisms for the uh uh for the adaptive triggers you know if if some of those parts were to break that would be odd but they've even shown off that you can 
go into the settings, turn it off. You can adjust the haptic feedback, um, the intensity, and things like that. And I'm I'm wondering. I mean, we we heard a lot about HD Rumble yeah. when when the Switch first came out, and then once it it just kind of fell off. Yeah. And the same thing. I mean, the the PS3 and the Wii had those little speakers in the controller, and after a while, oh, and the, even even the um the DualShock Four. I mean, I know Go- Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, you use the wind. You can hear the wind. Uh, blowing coming from the uh, the controller, mm-hmm. but I, it's it, it was nothing I really you know thought about and it didn't I, add to that immersiveness. When I and it, it's just like back in the day when Rumble was such a new feature, and I go back to sometimes we pull out the the Nintendo sixty four and play on the N sixty four, and I'll pop that Rumble um, pack in. Right, and we'll play a couple rounds of Goldeneye or something, and I literally have to think about it the next time I play, because I I'm like, is this? Did the batteries die in this thing? Am I? Am, and and then I start playing, and I have to focus on it, and I'm like, okay, no, it is Rumble. It's just because uh, it's been built into so many other controllers yeah. that it's not something I think about anymore. I mean, it's just like it wasn't a standard I'm, back in the day. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know, oh, I'm, you know, playing Halo, I, th- you know, got hit with the, the grenade, oh, I blew up, yeah, my controller's gonna yep. rumble, I'm, yep. I'm used to it now, it's just kind of ingrained, I don't think about it a whole lot, so hopefully, hopefully, with, with as high praise as it's getting, it is revolutionary, and it's something that kind of stays, yeah, and it's, it's not gonna be that gimmicky kind of thing that, a lot of these things wind up being where it gets used for about a year or in a lot of first party titles and everybody else is just like, eh, I'm not going to do that. It falls the wayside. Yeah. Because I'm with you. It it does seem to be the most next gen feature. And that's kind of what we're looking for, right? Is a new way to interact with games. Like I, I felt that way when the Wii came out, I felt like that was new. So, you know, I had three systems that could play Call of Duty 3 when that when that system launched. And I got the Wii version because, you know, this was a new way to experience first-person shooters. Did time tell that was the best way to play that game? Probably not. <laughs> no. But that was a new, you know, it was a new immersive uh, way to experience stuff at the time. And then, mm. and some people learned what was a high voltage we were talking about. They made, weren't they the conduit people? I get like high voltage and high moon and some of them all mixed up. I think high voltage is the conduit people, which is a, a highly rated Wii only. I think it's still stuck on the Wii um, first person shooter series. But uh, time will tell on next gen. We're, we're still waiting patiently. I'm assuming next episode we'll have impressions of both from, from Cesar and I. So, yep. We'll see where that goes from there. Uh, somehow we made it an hour and a half to serve with just the two of us. Just yeah. Uh, you got anything you want to add last minute here? Nope. On Cesar's behalf, uh, watch more anime. Watch more anime. He's converted Brent. He's bought Brent back on board. So, uh, (laughs) (laughs) what did we miss? Cesar wasn't there. So, it's fine. Brent said watch more anime. You're caught up. We're good. All right. uh, Thank you for joining the two of us this week. And uh, hopefully we'll have Cesar back next week. And we will hope to see you there. Bye. See ya. We'll be right back.
You at least know of them. I saw the four. Did you add to the four? Yeah. Oh, God. How many more? Not too many How more. How many more? How many more? Mm, they didn't refresh them for me, sir. Should be... Holy seven. shit. Okay, that's only three more. That's fine. How many more? And those... Uh... Most most of these are really really quick stories too. They are. It's no deep dives. We're we're right at console launches. There's not a whole lot of news. You put some great stuff in here though. How many more? Rebecca from GameIndustry.biz. She's a senior staffer. I thought GameIndustry.biz was just, like, uh, press releases. Oh. Not tonight, apparently. Not tonight, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I've already started recording on Skype. Uh, It's only a minute in. Let's just give it a little leeway so I know what's what, and then we can cut that out and move it to the...